0: To bear the of sin that was mine. Oh baby, oh baby, we're live.
1: We're so oh, live.
0: Come on, man. Welcome to the Pure Joy Project. My name is Paul Lanigan. I'm Bennett Tiffley.
1: I'm Daniel Reed. And dude, I, what, I don't go. know where I am right. I don't know where I am right now because you said, "Oh baby," I said, you "Oh baby." You changed the intro last week too, dude. Isn't it crazy? yeah i don't i don't know what,
0: Dude,
1: what, pod, just, what
0: what podcast is this right i don't i'm, even know tr- I'm trying are. not to be legalistic you know oh, you're right okay because oh, no. the lord right. can the lord can use it when i say holy mama and the lord can use it when i say oh baby and you're oh, right maybe you know change I mean? is necessary yeah facts. for growth you never know i think that's exactly what that word means change is necessary for growth that's uh allegorical um okay it's not the, necessary but kind of uh, changes no no that's no that's good i was saying that's like, changes that's like the changes a good thing basically. yeah i mean uh, yeah, we can no I longer mean, be our past selves if we're if we're to become more like well Jesus, in that you know light then I mean? change
1: is necessary change yes. is
0: necessary that's what i'm saying i was i was uh, i was affirming you i wasn't correcting you
1: oh well i love you
0: yeah i love you too all right <laughs> welcome to the pure joy project <laughs> so today um you guys clicked on this knowing i think um, that, that this is episode three of battle ready, uh, journey through Ephesians, um, where we are going through, uh, hopefully the Holy spirit through us is going through Paul's letter to Ephesus, um, a handful of verses at a time. And, uh, it has been awesome so far. So we are so thankful. Uh, but the part that a lot of people skip over and make fun of us for doing, we're going to talk about how we've been since the last episode, what the Lord's doing. Let's go um let's start with Danny I'll go second Bennett round us off
2: hey what's going on y'all yeah how have been doing what's it been like two two weeks three weeks
0: uh 10 days I think
2: yeah so almost two weeks um Something like that. yeah things kind of same old God has been on the move things are popping up left and right my brother is back in spring Vegas let's go so exciting uh love hanging out with my brother uh, we went to church on Sunday and then snagged some lunch afterwards with him and one of his buddies in, the, in his fraternity, and it was just an absolute blast. Um, had some really cool conversations recently just about people wanting to grow in faith and just the difference it that shows when the Spirit is actively moving through people. Like It sticks out. It sticks out. So if I can offer any encouragement before we even get into Ephesians 2, it's noticeable when the spirit is moving through you. So just abide in him. Mm. But yeah. Um Word went on a leadership thing. retreat with my with my church for the college ministry salt company uh here at Missouri State. Uh, it was oh yeah. It, it was it was wild. It was wild. But yeah, cool to be back. Ready to get going. School starts Monday. Let's go. Come on.
1: Yeah. I'm Come big bumps.
2: I am big pumped. Bennett, man. What's been up?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I feel like I say the same thing every week. Um, I'm, I'm kind of just in a, in a good season right now. Um, I I'm surrounded with my family, my friends, people that I care about. Um, and, and we're just one day at a time, just seeing what the Lord's got for us tomorrow. Um, it seems kind of simple and, and, um, oftentimes, uh, Repetitive, just kind of, um, especially starting in quarantine, which kind of um, created this uh, this kind of habit. But um, not getting too far-sighted and and not looking too far away from what we've got right now. Um, one thing that my dad really likes to say is, "Participate, don't anticipate." And so oh. that's kind of just what we've been doing. We've just been participating and um, and just taking it day by day and seeing what the Lord's got for us uh, each new day and. Um, it's, it's refreshing and it's great. So, um, I am well, um, I need to be reading my Bible more often. I think, um, that's a conviction that's been on my heart in the last couple of days. Um, not even, I think I know, um, I I've been in my Bible, but I, I have this urge to read more and this urge to, um, spend more quiet time. Cause I, I have noticed that, um, since quarantine's ended, my quiet time has, uh, decreased. So, um, more quiet time, but um nonetheless uh God is still good um and his grace is is amazing and and so we're taking it one day at a time over here at the Diffly residence.
0: Come on Come on let's go.
1: What do we got today paul?
0: oh brother i um after working seven days a week for two months, and y'all heard about that many times hmm um I got to go home I got the privilege of going home I took my my opportunity. And I took a week off of work as my internship had ended. And I basically was like, this is going to be a vacation. And so my mom made fun of me because the other day I was like on the phone with someone down in the kitchen. And I was like, oh, you know, I never pass up an opportunity for fellowship. And she's like, yeah, you say that thinking you're kidding, but you're actually right. Um, That like I spent the night at like three different homes, had lunch or a meal with like 15 different people or groups of people. Um just like uh, I took my dad out to lunch, that was the most special one. You guys have heard a little bit on the podcast about uh my relationship with my father and um and it's just like his relationship with his kids just not not strong. It's not necessarily bad, it's just not good. And um and so I took him out. I drove. I paid. Um, basically, talked about his whole life because he'd never really been open with us about where he came from or anything um, other than South, like South County, St. Louis. Um, he, like, I didn't know the details, and so I learned all the details. Asked him what he believed, and had some really um, uncomfortable, productive conversation that I'm super thankful for. Um, and the Lord is continuing to redeem that and use that. Um, spent some sweet time with my mom. Uh worked St. Louis FCA. Uh, we had yeah. HLC, baby, Huddle Leadership Conference. Uh, that was an incredible blessing. Uh, the Lord redeemed my story many times over, uh, and he continues to do so. And um, that ministry changed my life. So to get to be a leader in it at any point, I'm not taking it for granted. And uh, But, dude, I I came back to Warrensburg after a fruitful week at home and just felt this there is just this place is dark and uh so motivated going into ministry for the year and what this year is going to look like it's going to be a lot of fun Mm. um and so super encouraged and lots of lots of faithfulness around me this year that last year didn't start with and so hyped yeah
1: dude um yeah i didn't really touch on fca st louis but i want to because it was just such a um with everything going on it was just such a different um look at something that's that's like so important to us um because it it kind of helped like mold us into uh the believers that we are today and um it really was crazy and like huge props to to FCA as an organization all the people um involved with it because they made it happen man um they they were very safe they checked our temperatures when we got in there and like uh, everyone had a mask on, basically the entire time. Um, obviously, if you're eating or drinking, that that's a different story. But um, and what was even cooler was the kids. Paul, I don't know, I don't know how your HLC went, but um, me and Dan were at the same one, and um, every single one of the kids in my group and in other groups were so um, understanding and so caring and mm, so um, very very. Uh, I don't I don't know what the word is. They were very willing to um, to have their mask on at all times and to be socially distant and that's tough for kids. that's that's a hard thing to do, especially for high schoolers that may be like um, kids from their school are there, kids from their own sports team are there. Um, right So that was that was just so awesome to watch God move through um, completely different circumstance and, and through change, like I was saying earlier, it it was, uh, it was awesome.
0: Mm. Dude. So sweet. And like, Oh gosh, I could we could have an entire series of podcasts about that ministry and, uh, what it's done for us and what it is. So, um, I will refrain uh, from getting too deep into that. I do. I'm going to pray over the scripture, um, that we're about to read. If you guys don't mind, um, pray for the audience, pray for everything. And then we're going to dive in. I'm gonna have Daniel's submitted heart, um, read this scripture today. So if y'all would bow with me, bow in heart posture more than in physical stature, I challenge you. Um, uh, God, you're good. Um, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you that, that we get to, to come before you and draw near to you, um, together as brothers united in the spirit. Um, Lord, I pray for, for this scripture that we're getting into Lord, you inspired the entire book. Um, so have your spirit interpret it for us. Um, Holy spirit, just open our eyes and our hearts and our minds to what it is you want us to take in, um, what it is you want us to talk about. And, uh, let it be your teaching and not our own, because that's when true ministry is done. Um, Lord, I pray for every listener that they feel your peace today. Um, and, and all things before you, um, Lord, that whether they're driving or or listening over a, a Bluetooth speaker in their room or um, wherever they are, that you come after them right where they are, uh, Lord, and that you, you call to them. Um, call to him to draw near. Um, and if they haven't experienced your gift of salvation, that they feel convicted to do so. Um, God, we just love you so much. Help us to live, act and talk like that's true. In Jesus name, I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, Daniel, can you read Ephesians 2, 1 through 10 for us?
2: 1 through 10. Let's go. Come on. And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked following the course of this world. which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them.
3: Hmm. Come on.
0: And you were, we're going to go, we're going to start with one through three um, and chop it up about that a little bit. And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following hmm. the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. Among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind.
3: Yeah. Hmm.
0: So I want to emphasize first um, on the on dead, right? Because of mm. our yes. of our of our wretched hearts that loved sin, um that that we still have these hearts apart from the Lord like we need to be in tune with him in order to not follow the inclinations of these hearts um we need to be made new made new renewed day by day as Ephesians 4:23 would say by the spirit of our minds right um and these wretched hearts had us dead like to to let that word have no weight I feel it would be a disservice because we literally apart from Jesus were we are dead on this on this earth and following it like we are um we are fully dead and and we were following um the ways of the world right the dark leader that controlled it um i, I think of jude verse 10 um people blaspheme all they do not understand they are destroyed by all that they like unreasonably or unreasoning animals understand instinctively. So their instincts, their wretched, dead heart, instinctively goes after things and leaves them destroyed and dead. Um, so before Jesus, this is all of our identities, is dead, destroyed sinners following our instincts like, like animals, unreasoning animals. Uh, just to put us where we were, just a big, like, Romans 1 through 3 kind of vibe. like Just like, here's who you are and here's why you need Christ. Just to start us off hot. Whoever wants to follow
1: up. Yeah, um, I love that, Paul. Um, I also like uh, the end of verse 3. By our very nature, we were subject to God's anger just like everyone else. Um, Mine reads NLT. I think you boys have ESV, which is great because it's going to give us different... Um, different readings of the same scripture. And it's going to help us dive into it a little bit better, which I like. Mm. Um, But verse three, mine reads by our very nature, we were subject to God's anger, just like everybody else. I don't know about you guys listening right now, but hearing that just because just being born, I was subject to God's anger because I was from this world, because um, our our relationship with the Lord had been tainted because, um, because I'm human, because I'm not enough. Um, And I'm subject to God's anger. That's scary. Um, uh, Not a lot of things I fear in this world, you know, spiders. Um, But God's anger, God's wrath, I fear that a lot. So um, verse three carries a lot of weight for me. All of us used to live that way, following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. By our very nature, we were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. So I, I think first three is, is pretty heavy for me. Mm.
2: That's good stuff. So That's good. Paul, I love what you touched on there with the, the word for dead, because in the Greek it's nekros, right, which is mm. literally referring to a dead body. Picture, like, I don't know if you guys have been to a funeral, but, like, and oftentimes we'll have an open casket, and there's just, like, a body there. And it's weird because there's just, like, whole different – just feeling like there's literally no life in that body. It's it's just a body. There's nothing else. Yeah. And that's that's the image that's being painted. There's literally no life found outside of Jesus. Is what Paul is writing here. And so I mean if you look at 1 John 5:12, John writes whoever has the son has life. Whoever does not have the son of God does not have life. Mm. And it's it's just super, super straightforward. Life is found in Christ, true life. And without that, one is literally a corpse, just a walking body Hmm. with nothing else. Um, And then it continues on talking about how as we were dead, we lived in our trespasses and sins. And this is interesting. This is interesting. And this took me a while to study. So trespasses and sins, they're different. Both are something that goes against God and both are worthy of wrath and death, but they're different. And so, and it goes all the way back to like Levitical law. So in Leviticus, there were trespass offerings and sin offerings mm. or, tr- or sacrifices. And so a trespass is like crossing a line or challenging a boundary. And it's typically done unknowingly. So like if I roll up on Paul's property in the woods, but I don't know it's actually Paul's property, I'm trespassing. Like, I don't know. Now I can do that knowingly, but more often than not, it's unknowingly. But the difference comes in. When sin, when it's done knowingly, it's called a transgression. And so you're doing it on purpose. And so, for example, like 1 John 3, 4, everyone who sins breaks the law. In fact, sin is lawlessness. And so it's saying that both of these, well, both are sin. They're both breaking the law too. But transgression is ultimately different because it's a decision saying, hey, like, I know it's right. I'm going to do this. Mm. And so it's different. Both are atoned for by Christ's blood, but I thought it was interesting diving into just the the difference there. Um, Yeah, so much to these three verses. Gosh, like (laughs) breaking into verse two, in which you once walked. So he's writing to the church, right? So he's assuming that people were once walking in sin and death. Now they're not, right? And so... This is pointing to there should be a difference between walking in trespasses and sin versus the life lived as a Christian, walking through the process of sanctification or becoming more like Christ. Mm. And once one is living with the Spirit of God, they should be feeling conviction and urge to walk in accordance with the Lord, which is straight from like 2 Corinthians 7 9, which is like, Yet now I'm happy, not because you were made sorry, but because your sorrow led you to repentance, right? So people are feeling sorrow and just like this, this gr- I have a, I have a guy who pours into my life. He, he call, he kind of sums up conviction as your bones rotting. It's just this is overall all encompassing uncomfortableness hmm. where you just like, you can't even sit in it. It's heavy and it hurts and it just, it feels awful. Hmm. And that's one of the signs that someone is living in Christ, that someone has the Holy spirit in them because someone is convicted and pointed towards, walking more like christ Mm. um yeah gosh there's so much that we could go into one thing last thing i want to touch on through these three verses um just talking about the enemy or satan and it refers to the prince of the power of the air the spirit that is now at work and the sons of disobedience so i was thrown off by the word prince i don't know if anyone else was that was i was thrown off for a second because yeah. I was like, ah, and then talking about the spirit of the air, I was like, <clears throat> I I don't know. It's weird. Um, because I, I hadn't come across Ephesians this passage in Ephesians 2 for a while. And so I was looking at some studies on it, and one quote I found it was it thought it was cool. It says, Satan is not the ultimate ruler. Even here on earth, Satan is not ultimate, but he is made ultimate by those who worship him. Which are those who either knowingly do so, transgression, or unknowingly do so, trespass, by living a life of lawlessness. So, And the Bible doesn't teach that everyone is a child of God. We have the communal aspect that God is our creator. Everyone has that, but not everyone is a child of God. And one becomes a a child of God by living in grace. So, uh, John 1... Twelve talks about this. It says, But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. It's talking about Jesus. So for all who live in and accept Jesus as the Son of God, the Savior of the world, who came, lived a perfect life, died for our sins, and then was resurrected, God considers them equal heirs with Christ, children of God. Hmm. Which, that's not a title that everyone has the luxury of carrying which is a scary reality um yeah i don't want i don't want to sugarcoat but yes verses one through three gold mine
0: Mm, fire bennett give me four through six read it come on
1: but god is so rich in mercy and he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins he gave us life when he raised christ from the dead for he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with him.
0: Mm. Mm. Bennett, open us up.
1: Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you guys hear me and Dan and Paul, um, but I think me and Dan really like using it a lot. Um, you hear us always say um, something followed with, but God. Um, and, and so that's how verse four starts um, in my reading here. But God is so rich in mercy and he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. Then six mm-hmm. goes on and six is even cooler because it says, for he raised us from the dead with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we're united with him. Mm-hmm. Th- this is just such a a, a cool um, depiction of salvation because not only are we raising Christ from the dead, we're raising ourselves or Christ is raising ourselves from the dead with him. He's, he's holding our hand as he's ascending. He's saying, come with me, um, live with me. Um, This life's not for you. Um, And it's, Mm. it's like I was saying, it's life giving, it's, it's fulfilling. And, and um, wow. If, if you need to uh, share the gospel with somebody, in 10 verses these t- I really like these 10 verses oh I'm gosh. just gonna just gonna say that That's but so
0: good.
1: um what else sticks out here um yeah I mean what do you guys got
0: oh my gosh dude um I the butt god is always so like it can hit so heavy if you allow it to um yeah in his in his rich and like being rich in mercy, we're so quick to like worldify a lot of the words. Um, I know that worldify is not a an a verb, but um we're so quick to to like make to boil down to to reduce the words to how we use them today. Yeah. Um, so like if somebody is like like just to hear rich in mercy doesn't like, you know, set my soul ablaze. Um but to understand like God being so rich in mercy that because of a great love that we can't even understand with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ by grace. You have been saved and raised up with him, seated with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, right? Like God loved us so much and pursued us through, through every failure and pride and in everything, understanding that we were apart from him, inherently that he he pursued us and made us alive freeing Mm -hmm. us from the bondage of death and sin that and this was done through jesus through something that that is fully grace and and fully divine and has nothing to do other than your confession and belief has nothing to do with you Uh, romans 8 1 and 2 Uh, popped in my head right there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in christ jesus for the law of the spirit of is no longer applied to you because you have been given life by the spirit of life the king and captain Mm. of life you have been given so good um and so as we suffer for him in these present times we get to be raised in glory with him in eternity if we sit on verse six so philippians one twenty nine says for it has been granted to you that for the sake of christ you should not only believe in him but also suffer for his sake and my mm-hmm. head goes to for his gospel we are mm-hmm. suffering for the sake of the, ador- of the the adorning of the name of jesus christ and the grace and the gospel of jesus christ so we are willing to suffer understanding we will be raised in glory. yee baby. Mm. Danny?
2: <laughs> oh, that's so good. Gosh. Paul really just sets me ablaze here. Paul Lanigan, yes, but also more so. Yeah, I um, hope so. Gosh. Yeah, the two words, but God. Some of the most significant words in the Bible, because it implies that God is doing something altogether different, than what we have earned or done apart from Him, He's mm. doing something completely different. It's a huge deal. It's like it's like when you see the word therefore, it should trigger something. Therefore, Bible studying tip: when you see the word therefore, you need to pay attention to it and ask the question, "Well, why? What is it there for?"
0: Nah, uh-huh. mm. that's a bar.
2: A point is being a point is being made. It's not from me. Uh, hashtag Canuck. Like yeah, yeah, to facts, facts, study. Facts, 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 facts. Anyway, yo, but. In verse four, it gets into it. I'm just going to read it again. But God being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. Oh, Hmm. so we are saved. What does it say? Because I lost it. Because of the great love with which he loved us, we are not saved because of anything we have done. There's nothing we do. And so what's amazing about that is that we all together are not lovable. We are all together different from God. There's nothing we do that brings us closer to him on our own. And so I had this quote. This is crazy. God does not love us because we are just so darn good and cute. And cuddly and whatnot. His love extends to us because he is that good. Hmm. It's entirely on him. It's only because of God. There's nothing you do that makes God love you.
3: Mm -mm.
2: And hear me. This is something I try Mm -mm. to do all the time. Right? I project my earthly relationships, my earthly father on to my heavenly father. And I'm like, well, if I do this, this, it'll cultivate a great relationship with him and it'll make him love me more. Mm. And it's simply not true. Yes, there's steps we can take and should take and need to take that's going to cultivate a great relationship with the Lord. But even doing that, it's not going to make him proud of you.
3: Mm.
2: It's not going to make him love you anymore because he can't. He cannot. It's an, it's who he is. God is love. Mm.
3: Mm.
2: And so continuing into five and six, it's in the midst of our mess. Wow! Because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses. For God shows his love in this way, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. It wasn't clean up, clean, ooh, clean up this mess, because that's gross. And then we can hang out and then we can be bored. You know, hmm. it's, I see what you're doing. I see you, and I'm with you in this mess. You don't have to clean yourself up. Jesus didn't tell the woman caught in adultery, hey, oh, you shouldn't have done that, otherwise we would have been cool. He said, look, where are your accusers? Who accuses you? And she's like, well, no one, they're all gone. He's like, I don't either. Mm. Even in the midst of her sin, humiliation, defeat. Jesus is not accusing her. He's inviting her in to take part in the story that he has crafted in her life. And can I just tell you something? The same is true for you. Same is true for me. Hmm. In the midst of my sin and trespass, God says, They're mine.
1: Them.
3: I choose them. It's I have, uh,
1: <clears throat> Dan, I've got John. I've got a verse here that, that goes right with that. John five twenty four. Come on, Benny. I tell you the truth. Those who listen to my message and believe in God who sent me have eternal life. They will never be condemned for their sins, but they have already passed from death into life. Hmm. Have already passed from death into life. They will never be condemned for their sins, but they have already passed from death into life.
2: That's so good too, because here's the thing. And like, I I don't know if I love super tweetable quotes from sermons, but some (laughs) things just hit different. But here's the thing. I read read this yesterday um, and I was like, this is too good not to share. It goes, God shared in our death, So that we could share in his resurrection life. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: God was not worthy of death. He didn't need to die. But he did it because he loves us so much. Because of who he is, not something that we have done. So that we could live with him forever. Because it brings him glory. It's ultimately for himself. Mm -hmm. God is glorifying himself. Because he's altogether worthy of it. Second, Second Corinthians oof, 5, 17. Therefore, if any was in anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. The old is gone. Behold, the new has come. There's new life. There is now life. The necros, the corpse. It's gone. It has now had life breathed into it like Adam in the garden. God breathed life into his lungs and there it is Mm. and then the last thing i'll say last thing i'll say on on verse six says by grace you've been saved and raised up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in christ jesus here's the thing we don't currently sit in the heavenly places with jesus christ i'm not sitting with jesus christ in heaven right now i'm sitting in potter's house the basement of Potter's House Coffee next to Missouri State in Springfield, Missouri. That is where Daniel Reed is right mm-hmm. now. But here's the thing. We don't sit in the heavenly places with Jesus yet. But instead, right now, we sit in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Because mm. since our life and identity is in Christ, as he is in the heavenly places, so do we.
3: Mm.
2: Because he is there on our behalf, interceding, being the middleman, praying on our behalf to the Father. And that's the thing. Ah, that that just that hits so hard to me is that I am currently living a life in Christ Jesus in heavenly places. Mm. My citizenship has changed. I'm no longer a citizen of the world. There's more because of what Jesus Christ has done. Mm.
0: Starting in verse seven, let God's word do the talking, let it out of its cage. Um, So that in the coming ages, he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace, you have been saved through faith. This is not your own doing. It is a gift of God, not a result of works so that no one may boast, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Right? One cannot increase in pride knowing that this salvation, this immeasurable riches of grace that the Father has, that is in his infinite character, shown in kindness towards us by Jesus Christ, is 100% divine and by jesus christ and god the father that we do nothing but simply confess and believe and in that there is no boasting we now in this become as it says christ's workmanship or, or the lord's workmanship the father's workmanship created in christ jesus so by the grace and the new identity that Christ offers and the spirit descending upon you, we get the opportunity to be the workmanship of our Heavenly Father, to be his hands and feet here on this earth, to spread his goodness and live with a contagious joy that as Daniel mentioned in his in his two week review, because I realized it was sixteen days ago we did our last podcast, but there's grace. Um that uh that this contagious joy that that makes god so attractive through our obedience and through the spirit working on our hearts and our lives um, we get the opportunity to be god's workmanship and god when it says that god prepared it beforehand that that we were prepared um in christ jesus uh created in christ jesus for good works um God prepared the church to be founded on Jesus a lot of years before it was founded on Jesus. Uh, and, and so that we would have this opportunity. Um, God did everything perfectly so that we would have the chance to receive the grace of Jesus Christ in the second covenant. Mm. Um, so praise him for that. Um, we, we are able to be saved by a simple faith. Right. We don't. Now, I don't know your story. I don't know what what's going to be in your story, but I don't have to climb um, Golgotha with my son and almost offer him to receive salvation. Right. I simply have to I simply have to confess (laughs) with my mouth and believe in my heart. Um, who Jesus is and that he is who he says he is right confess to your mouth Jesus is Lord believe in your heart he was raised from the dead and you'll be saved it is that simple if those things are genuine um, I'm brought to John 5 um, verse 24 I believe yeah boy go I'm gonna go there so I don't uh, so I don't butcher it but um, truly truly I say to you whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life he does not come into judgment but pass from death into life so it's funny I had this written down before yeah, that was not not before you before you said that earlier um that that it is that simple if we hear his word and believe in him and believe in the Father who sent him we'll have eternal life we will have eternal life and the weight of eternal life in our feeble human minds is so downplayed. Like what that actually means and what it is. And not only, I'm just going to close my part of this with this. Not only is, is eternal life worthy of any way of living here on this earth. There is nothing that you can do on this earth that has any even fraction. Like there is no comparison to the value of eternal life beside the father. That this, that this earth, this world can offer you. But your life here on earth and its fulfillment and your contentment um, and your joy, right? Jesus says in um, John 15, 10 and 11, uh, that, that abiding in him is where we find our fullness of joy. That staying close to him, drawing near to him, having a relationship with him and keeping his commandments out of love for him not out of the hope of salvation, because that is done through grace alone, your life will be its fullest joy and its most fulfilled. That's all I got.
3: Hmm.
1: I, uh, I love you. You hit the nail on the head there. Um, the, the one little, I guess my two cents on this chunk here from seven to 10, um, his incredible wealth of his grace and kindness towards us uh, is is what my version reads. And, and I love the way that that's phrased his incredible wealth of grace and kindness because nobody else in the world has the wealth of grace and kindness and love that Jesus has. Um, it's, it's immeasurable. Um, like, like Bezos times infinity, (laughs) um, which is just great. Um, but as I continue to read this, uh, for we are God's masterpiece. He's created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the things he planned for us long ago. Now, I don't want you to miss this calling because, because Paul, the apostle, um, he, he, he does something really cool here. Um, he tells you about God's story and, and, and um, tells you about the this, this salvation that we receive here. Um, and, and he tells us about how you're God's masterpiece um, but but you're not meant to be just a, a painting hanging on the wall to look at. Uh, he's created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the things he planned for us long ago. Now you're saying, Come on, you're, you're saying, Bennett, what is that plan? What does he want us to do? What are those good things? Matthew 28 Come is where on. I want you to go. I want you to go over to Matthew 28, verse 16. We call this the Great Commission. Um, yep. this, is, um, this is the thing above all things for... Um, for believers, for Christians, um, for people who who want to live in God um, and, and, and advance his kingdom. So Matthew 28, verse 16 says, Then the eleven disciples left for Galilee, going to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some of them doubted. Jesus came and told his disciples, I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth, therefore... Go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you. And be sure of this, I'm with you even to the end of the age. Now to give you a little tidbit, that great commission, um, that was right after Jesus uh, resurrected. Jesus rose from the dead. Um, so, So when it says there in verse 17, when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some of them doubted. That's because they literally thought that they were seeing a ghost. Um, some of them didn't have the faith in, in their heart yet um, to, to be able to realize what, what was going on, that, that Jesus, um, he, he called game. He said what he was going to do, and then he did it. Um, and that, that, that's the biggest thing there is that he he did it. He followed through. Um, he held up his end. And, and the beautiful thing in Ephesians here um, that Paul is trying to tell us is he, he held up his end he, he made um, that masterpiece, um, and and he's created you anew in Christ Jesus so that you can do the good works and the good things that he planned for us to do. Um, now, I'm not saying you're saved by good works. I'm not saying that the more good things you do, the better off you are, because Dan already told you that's not, that's not how this works. But when you're filled with the Holy Spirit and you feel that conviction um, to do good and to advance his kingdom because of the overflow of love, from Christ when you're able to, to, to move out of that overflow, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but long winded, um, what I'm, what I'm trying to get at here is, is, um, once you hear God's story and, and, and if you, if, if you're saved by him and, and if you feel his salvation and his grace and his kindness, share it, it's not meant to be bottled up and kept on a top shelf away from everything else. You know, this, the secret stuff, um, it's meant to be shared and it's meant to be, um used over fellowship and and given to others so that other people can experience it too so i really like i really like how paul kind of wraps wraps that up there in verse 10 but danny go ahead
2: what bennett just said like please don't hear what we're not saying what you do matters like that's we're not saying that it doesn't but the Mm -hmm. thing is the good works out of an overflow of a healthy spirituality and relationship with Jesus Christ hmm. right these good works they matter they're evidence of your salvation check out 1 John check out the book of James alright these, these works matter what you do matters because it testifies to the work that God has done in your life right but verses 7 through 10 um, there are a few things that stuck out not a ton um just, just to close this off, uh, I thought it was really cool in verse 7. So, uh, in the coming ages, or in other translations, that is to come. So, it, it speaks to God's mercy and his love just continuously pouring out until the time of Christ's return. Like, God, God doesn't run out of grace and love to pour out upon you. And, like, I had a conversation with one of the guys I've been discipling for a while recently and I've had this conversation multiple times, and, I, and I've I've wrestled with this too, is how can God continue to love and show me grace with everything that I've done? I've hurt so many people deeply. I've done this. I've done that. How can God love me? Why me? Why am I being called towards leadership? Why am I, why am I being called towards ministry? And, and the thing is, it's not because... Of what you've done or you haven't done it's because of who God says you are mm. it's because of the gifts that you have been given in spite of everything that you've done mm. God's love God's grace is not phased by what happened last night or last week mm. it's not phased by what's going to happen down the road you're not kicked out of the family it's immeasurable it's abundant it's it it comes without ceasing god's grace is enough for the sin of this universe forever and then some
3: Hmm. it
2: doesn't run out It, it doesn't run out it's immeasurable and so man just to close everything off um i think one of the biggest theme themes From chapter 2 here is the focus on grace and the gift of salvation versus the result of works. In verse 8, Paul says, this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works. Now, if you cross-reference this with Romans 11, 6 on the topic of salvation, and if by grace, then it cannot be based on works. If it were, grace would no longer be grace. And the thing is, like, grace wouldn't be grace in salvation because at that point it would be something you've done to achieve it, something you've earned, which is not the case. Salvation is something that is given, something that is done for you. It is not something that you earn by merit or deed or who you are or who you're not. hmm a gift it's freely given hmm. it's right there so now what's the response what do you do with the knowledge that god is knocking at the door with a lifetime of joy and peace and community he's he's holding out their open hands and you don't have to take it so I just I just challenge the unbeliever that's listening to this. What do you what, what are you gonna do with that? It's right there. And that's not that's not me saying, oh, you know, Christians don't struggle with depression, anxiety, they aren't hurt, all this stuff. Like that's false, horrible theology. It's not true. But the thing is, even though we 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 go through the midst of like this darkness. Paul Bennett and I we've all been through the ringer we've all been through these dark muddy waters but the thing is the god of the universe this is walking with us in it Mm. so yeah I just I invite y'all to think on that Mm. because it's heavy and it demands a response Mm. so yeah that's what I got
0: Bennett um Bennett's gonna pray for us, and then Athena's gonna sing Prayush. And I just invite and even challenge um all of you to to take a moment um to uh ask the Lord to to search your heart and and to search it yourself and to think about how seriously you're taking the gospel, um, how real it is to you. Um, and the fruit that it bears in your life um just to to take a moment to let your relationship with Jesus be at the front of your mind and think like what what does it mean to me um what is like who is this God I serve you know what can I do um to serve him in return um just to be praying over all these. Uh, these the things that were talked about today is the gospel is laid out plainly and the gospel is the only thing that matters in our lives. Um so Bennett, whenever you're ready, go ahead and pray. Close
1: up. Lord, um <clears throat> we humbly come to you. Um thank you for for this time. Uh thank you for this for this uh ability to study. Um and and more importantly, thank you for the ability for us to um, gather virtually and um, just just pray over your word and 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 let your let your truth sit on our heart lord um we were dead because of our disobedience um and by our nature uh, we made you angry um but god uh, the best words in the bible lord um we thank you so much for what you did for us um you're so rich in mercy and and um, an immeasurable amount of kindness and grace toward us. Um, your salvation is not a reward for the things that we can do. Um, so we can't boast about it, Lord, but you saved us by grace when we believed in you. Um, as John 5, 24 says, Lord, um, those who believe and those who confess um, that they believe uh, they will be saved. Lord, um, thank you for making us your masterpiece, Lord. Um, thank you for, for, creating us. Thank you for being in us, Lord. Um, and thank you for walking with us, Lord. Um, we, we, we really can't say thank you enough for what you've done for us. Um, it's truly, truly life-giving. Lord, I, I just ask that anybody who may be wrestling with this, um, your truth and the gospel, um, let them, uh, let them sit on it, uh, let them chew on it and, um, just, just let them keep fighting with it and, and, um, reasoning with it uh because once you once you come to understanding um with it it's it's truly truly a beautiful feeling um lord i thank you so much for paul for daniel for the pure joy project lord um i thank you so much for the listeners um whether it's one or one thousand lord um i don't care uh they, they got to hear your truth today uh your word straight from the bible um and and uh for that i'm thankful um Lord, as we as we go forth um, in between episodes here, we'll, we'll, we'll do uh, verses 11 on um, in chapter 2 of Ephesians. Lord, I just ask that you be uh, stirring us and moving us and pushing us uh, closer and closer to you um, and to your love, Lord. Uh, Lord, I thank you, <clears throat> and it's in your son's name I pray, amen. Hit that button.